It's everything Queensland footy. Good bold football from the Brisbane Lions. That's a big one for the Suns. This is Northern Exposure. Yes, it is back for another week, a little later in the week, but that's just how we operate these days. My name's Nick Davis, Jack Fulham joining me as always. And, well, Jack, usually we'd be up and about because it's Q Clash week, the biggest week, second biggest week on our calendar. We know we get it twice a year. And unfortunately, by this time of year, we kind of know that the ship has finally sailed on the Gold Coast Suns. Are we, are we right to call time of death? Or there, is there any yeah. little bit of enthusiasm still within you that believes that they can make the finals? Because I just think uh, it's a bridge too far now. Dickie, stick a fork in them. They are cooked. And time <sighs> of death, I'm going to call it about 15 minutes into the third quarter on Sunday afternoon against GWS. They were competitive early, and then, as we've seen so many times, and especially in third quarters this year, they've just not fired a shot. Um, they ended up getting done by 40 points, despite Sam Collins' best effort, uh, setting a new AFL record for intercept marks. Incredible effort. They're, um, yeah, the, the, the wheels have fallen off the Suns. We saw them get up last week, yeah, and, you know, the little sugar hit, as you refer to it, as the, the caretaker coach, Stephen King, coming in. But they... They looked a little bit rudderless in the second half against GWS. And um, unfortunately, uh, history is not on their side coming into this Q clash. Uh, the Lions have won the last nine Q clashes by an average margin of 47 points, which is just complete and utter domination in anyone's book. Oh, it really is in, in, in any rivalry as well. And, you know, mm. we, we know this is quite a fabricated rivalry since the uh, mercenary comments of uh, many, many years gone by. But uh, I think we, we know... We know what's going to happen. I don't think anyone's expecting anything special, which, which is a, a real shame. Because mm. one, you know, Suns fans are going to know that the season's done. Lions fans don't travel down to Metric, uh, down to Heritage Bank. That just that just doesn't happen. So, um, no. uh, and in that four thirty five time slot, I think it's actually going to be quite a. I want to be more excited for it, Jack. I really do, but I think it's going to be quite mm. a dour affair. But you're and you're also looking at uh, competition in Brisbane. There's a big Women's World Cup match. France versus Brazil on Saturday night as well, which is you know probably going to stop a few people travelling down the M1 to Metricon. Yeah, it's um, and that's the danger with having these you know rivalry clashes later on in the year. Um, but you know there there is still there still is a lot to look forward to, and you know we saw in the first Q clash this year the Gold Coast really took it up to Brisbane for you know three quarters. They do have a good effort in them. They've played a lot better at uh, Heritage Bank than they have pretty much anywhere else this year, the Suns. So they're always a chance. They're, they're a puncher's chance. Yeah, you've got to have that fight there from the first, really from the first bounce. And look, as many of, especially the last few Q clashes have gone, they've taken it right up to them for a while. And then it's mm. kind of just blown out at the end. But, you know, I, I think where they currently are, I just I, I don't know where the fight's going to come from. It might come from Ben King, who's gone into boxing training throughout the week to um try and physical himself up a bit. I, I, like, mm. I, I like, find a bit of mongrel. He needs it. He really needs it. But um, no, mm. I, like I don't mind the call being made that throw him into the ruck for a bit. Just do mm. the do the Joe Danaher because that's the thing. You know, just it's been four weeks in a row. He hasn't scored a goal. And look, we can say many things about the big man and their ability to you know sort of go through quiet patches when they're not fully ready to be who they are mm. yet, but uh, as long as his shoulders are all good and but, he hasn't got the DNA of his brother, then hopefully you know, maybe just getting him into the middle, get, like, you know, give, Witsy, I, I give think, Witsy a bit of a rest to start with 
And I think uh, that playing Ben King in the middle in the ruck is fraught with danger. Not only does he look like a racehorse, he's built like one too. And we know that the ruck can be a, a very physical position. This is a guy coming back off an ACL. And he is, um, you know, the King brothers, despite being you know, outrageously athletic, they are quite brittle. Mm. Um, they have a, a history of being brittle. So, um, You're saying the big guy is just going to run the knee straight through? Absolutely. Okay, fair enough. Because uh, if there is one man that has um, discovered a bit of mongrel in his game in the last couple of years, mm. it is the Big O. And especially, Big O has bashed second-tier Ruckman this year. Um, if you put a part-time up, up against Big O, he has really seen that as a red rag to a bull. And he's really gone after the part-time, especially in the last sort of eight or nine weeks where he's been uh, getting a hold of these part-time Ruckman, ragdolling them around, and then taking the footy out of the Ruck and, and booting it long. So... Uh, look, I'd like to see how it works because, you know, what he would lose in ruck contests, I think that he could have an impact around the ground and we know how well he moves. Like he is, his speed for a big man is incredible. And, um, yeah, he's still working up that aerobic capacity, but yeah, he's a, he's an incredible athlete. So he, he has the potential to maybe burn big O around the ground and get his hands on the football uh, a bit more often. He's just going to be non-physical, I guess, for, um, a set of bounces. Well, I guess at this point of the year now, the, the, the season is done for the Suns. So, and they've never finished years well in their entire history. These last no. five rounds have never been a good place for them. So you've got to take something out of these five games. And now, and that's you know, five great performances from mm. Mac Andrew. You need confidence going back into King. They can't, they can't just run down the clock here and go, oh, we're going to start again in preseason. We really need to see something from this side. What I, I, I understand that the, most of the competition has gone past them at this point, but you need to build coming into mm. this preseason and you can't have another flat finish. Yeah, and th- and that's it. And I think there will be, over the next five weeks, a few blokes that have been playing, you know, quite a bit of twos football recently that will they will get a look at as a, as a last chance saloon, will you be on the list next year? Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, Probably Alex Sexton. Um, I thought he was lucky to stay on the list this year. I don't think he'll be back next year. Um, Chris Burgess saved his career in the last game of the year last year. So he did. Maybe he's got that in him again. And he he took two Brownlow votes off. He took two Brownlow votes off Took as well. Unbelievable. Um, Braden Fiorini. You know, he's put together some good performances when he's got to AFL level this year. He went back to the twos on the weekend, had 45 touches. So, um, if you don't another mind. one that might get looked at. Um, you know, Jer- Jeremy Sharp has he's come into the side on a few occasions over the last few years and strung together some games and looked all right, and then has gone straight back to the twos. So there's there's going to be quite a few players, and I think Marvio Chol. I do believe Marvio's contracted for another year, but. He has been right on the outer this year at uh, at the Gold Coast Suns and, um, you know, Stewie really on the outer with Stewie Jew. And that has been, uh, when we go back to Stewie Jew's era, is that uh, what, that was one of the knocks on him, is that if you're on the outer with him, you're really on the outer. So uh, it seems to be the, so, the, the case with most Gold Coast coaches and these anecdotal mm. stories that I've heard from young players coming through the system, whether it be back in the Rocket Ede days, it was really, every coach has really had their favourites. Yeah, they have. And so I think the next, uh, you know, four or five weeks are going to be a real evaluation period for the Suns. Um, I think next year they need to have their list back to a normal number. 
um, after those concessions that came in after the 2018-2019 season. Um, so they were able to carry an extra, what, eight or nine players on their list. Mm. And that has just gradually been whittled away. So uh, they're going to have to make some tough calls. Their, their two side has absolutely dominated this year. Top they're, of the um, VFL ladder. Top of the VFL ladder, only lost two games all year. And they've they've been a standout. So... There's a lot of talent there on that list. There's a lot to work with whoever the incoming coach is. Please be Damien Hardwick. <laughs> there is so much talent to work with. It's funny. I'm still getting a lot of questions about, you know, who's, who's the Suns coach going to be? I go, well, it's, it's, I know these discussions will be happening right now. That's, that's what has to be going on behind mm. the scenes at the Suns. But again, re- reiterating the point we made weeks and weeks ago, if the Suns don't end up with Hardwick, oh. they're stuffed. They're absolutely stuffed. Yeah, their destination. Because they're... as well as like Adam Kingsley has done this year and continues to find form, but like yeah. you have to remember that these these coaches, uh, everyone points to Craig McRae and now and Adam Kingsley. Mm. These they're the exception. They're they're not the rule. These um, second tier coaches coming through for their chance every now and then with the right circumstances, these things work. But mm. the Suns are really cannot pin their hope on an up-and-comer. No, they they can't. Um, they need that experience. They need Damien Hardwick. Probably more than Damien Hardwick needs a job at the moment. Hmm. So It's a nice look, position is, for Dimmer to be in right now. It is, because he, he will be able to go and get a King's Ransom. Yeah, he's the, and, he's the darling right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dimmer did come along. I'm going to put this out there early. Wouldn't be surprised if Dimmer goes there that Dusty will be at the Gold Coast next year. Very interested by that. R- Richmond will probably extract a couple of first round picks for, and it really <laughs> pains me to say this, a past his best Dustin Martin. Uh, Richmond win. They get Dusty's massive contract off the books, uh, plus a couple of first round draft picks. The Gold Coast get a, you know, a, a marketing machine to um, help sell a few more tickets. And, you know, potentially it would help them win a few games over the next few years. So, uh, I, I'm going to put that out there. The sun, the sun, on the Gold Coast I don't mind. Year. I don't mind because we know the Suns have got you no know, three great academy kids coming up. Yeah, and whether and that's the thing, you know, we're only one year off just the fiasco that was their their salary books last year. So mm. it's going to be interesting what they can do with them. But I don't know. I think maybe I'm still it, like it worked for them to a degree, but I'm still not over the Gary Ablett experiment being essentially yeah. a bust. Yeah, it was, um, and, and 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 I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. No Dusty, Dusty is past his prime. No, no, not at all. I, it was, it was the right move at the time, but history will now tell us that it was the wrong one. And I think going after, yeah, as you said, past his prime, Dusty, which is understandable, would just go down as another historic mistake by this club. Yeah, as as much uh, as. It's a wonderful marketing opportunity because it's not the same as Buddy going to the Swans. It's just it's just not the same. No, it, it isn't. But, but Dusty I would like the idea. Fit in, he'd fit in. He'd fit in on the Gold Coast. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. I think it'd be good. For, but um, anyway, let's go from. Let's go to a happier um, place. Let's, let's go. go to a happier place. Let's travel up the M1. Let's go to the beautiful surrounds of the Gabba. Let's get the bad news out of the way first. The game <sighs> against Geelong. Uh, Disappointing was the letting the cats back into the game, and even more disappointing was Will Ashcroft going down with an ACL injury. The young prince, oh sweet prince, um, sweet prince, John. Uh, we'll, we'll start, yeah, we'll start with Ashcroft because 
Uh, you're right. It was it was a real sour note, and especially when it's a like it, it doesn't matter how like, he has been sensational. One to walk into this side from round one and hold down his spot as a dominant midfielder who can seriously influence games of footy. But for a young man in his first season of footy to do an ACL, regardless, is just oh, brutal. Oh, it's brutal. And you know the, the club through the week have absolutely thrown their arms around him, and you expect nothing less from them as well. And you know. You've got players like it, uh, and that's the thing. You've got someone like a Cam Rayner who essentially has gone through the exact same thing. The pre- like the pressure of being a high draft pick, doing that horrible injury early in your career. Uh, like, well, we, we can't speculate too much, but you know, most players don't come back better from an ACL injury. It's always it's always kind of there. Now, he, Will is an exceptional footballer, but this is this is a tough time. But the problem is, right now, you just you have to move past it. I I think that um, Will will be able to come back and, and still be a very good footballer because why he is uh, a very good athlete, um, as is pretty much anyone that plays in the AFL these days, he's, his biggest strengths are above the shoulders. Um, he's smart, he's now, the way he uses the footy and the way that Correct. he thinks through the game. And um, so, you know, he, he'll be able to get that knee right. They've made a lot of, you know, steps forward in, you know, ACL recoveries and ACL surgeries, he'll be fine. And the, the Lions expect to have him back around May, June next year. Um, it is sad that he will miss out on a finals campaign. Yeah, it, like it, it was heartbreaking. And it was kind of, I think, being at the game when he went down, the air just went out of the joint. Oh, yeah. It was, everyone kind of knew, they knew straight away that that is the most likely thing that's happened. And you could even see that he he knew it. Oh, you do at the time. You do at the time, and uh, it really uh, it really hampered the lines. And then they let Geelong back into the game after that. Um, it's it going to be disappointing considering how they blew that lead against Melbourne the week before. Look, coming away with the victory regardless is definitely a step in the right direction. But you're, you're right; these things, these little fade outs do keep adding up. But I, I do like at least they tried. They they went, hey, 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 we can't do this. You can clearly see the playing group going, no, no, we're trying to save the game. We mm. can't keep doing this. We, this did not yep. work last week. We have to at least build the offensive here. And now the, ta- the tackling pressure I thought was sensational um, uh, after that s- slight slip. They really they got their shit together and f- just finished that game off. So... That was a big. I, I saw that as a massive danger game, and they've got past against, it. I don't. Re, I don't read into the gabba. Form, against a Geelong team in great form. Now, so, sorry, you mentioned the gabba just before, Nico. Yes, I know. That's okay for it. I went and did some stats um, last night. I was on the train home from the Matildas game, and I went and did some stats across the Brisbane Heat, the Brisbane Broncos, and the Brisbane Lions. Mm-hmm. Gabba home teams have only lost one game out of 15 this year. Oh, that's the big. Gabba no, that's, that's enough. whatever you code. I love that. That is, so that is big enough. Well done. Big enough energies. You're welcome. <laughs> um, well, because we saw last night the uh, the Broncos get the job done at the Gabba over the Roosters. So they're two from two at the Gabba. Just stream for that cricket pitch. Nine, and the Heat won four from four this year at the Gabba. It's very impressive. It's very oh, sorry, impressive. Three four from four. four. There we go. Yeah, but very impressive numbers. It, it, and that's the thing. I was speaking to um a couple of higher ups at the Broncos last night when I was at the game, and they're like, "Oh yeah, look, I don't, I don't, I don't mind this year." I'm like, "No, no, 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 
you don't you don't understand how good this place is. I know you're used yeah. to Suncorp, but the night and even the thing when Paddy Carrigan went across for his first ever try last night, the place that like obviously the roar of a try is that different to that of a goal. But everyone, mm. every, like, there was only about twenty one thousand there last night, I believe, because you know fifty when fifty thousands are at the um uh, the absolute pan shitting job that was the Matildas. And, won't go too far into that. Ooh. Although we could sad trumpets there, sad trumpets there. Um, but yeah. the, the place absolutely erupted. And yeah, I was saying to them, look, it doesn't matter where you are in the stadium, especially especially in the GA seats, those ones all down the Stanley Street wing. Those are special mm-hmm. spots. Yeah, you know what? You can't see all the ground because of the hump of the hill. But damn it, you can't see. You, you wouldn't want to be. No, <laughs> I, I love. I love it in there. I love it in there. Yep. So and it, it what, is. It's a special spot. It's a special spot. And it's doing doing great things for our lines at the moment. So, Jack, with five games to go, it's still a couple of little yes. curly challenges. The, the Suns, uh, yeah, they're not going to throw up too much. That this will be this will be a ten goal game. I, I see that happening. Um, but then after that, only one game behind Port now. Now, I don't I don't think Port are going to drop this one to Adelaide this week. I think too many outs for Adelaide. But mm-hmm. second spot is now a lot more of a possibility than it was a couple of weeks ago. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, especially poor dropping their last two, albeit against, uh, well, lost to Carlton, but uh, the game against Collingwood last weekend on uh, the Saturday night was They didn't disgrace themselves at all. They were, they were be, very be, good. Best game of the year by a mile. Um, yeah, and it was, a real, it was a real heavyweight showdown that delivered. But yes, as you mentioned, Port are gettable, only four points in front. Have the showdown um, as we're looking at the run homes for both teams. Uh, Port have Geelong, have GWS, Fremantle, and Richmond. So that's a reasonably soft run home. Uh, Brisbane have the Suns. They have the Dockers, Crows, Magpies, and Saints. So that is a, also a pretty soft run apart from the Pies. So uh, it's pretty much going to be if both teams, well, whoever slips up, whoever loses a game on this run home. We'll we'll finish third. Oh, it's like it's, it's like the Bradbury all over again. Just mm. stay on your feet and keep going. It is, um, yeah. They just need to get the job done. The Lions. They can't afford a, a shock loss here. So who's going to take this spot now? From now that um, uh, Ashcroft's down and done, uh, do, do you buy into the Cam Rayner more midfield time, or do you want to see someone maybe like a, a Jared Lyons go in and fill more of a permanent spot there? Um. I genuinely want to see Jared Berry try and fill more of that role. He's um he's kind of been consigned to a wing. You know, he's played a little bit of half forward, Jared Berry. I think he's had a very underwhelming season. And I, and we saw the game that he put together in the semifinal last year. He has the potential, yeah, he has the potential to go inside, do a job on someone, and also find the footy when he wants to. Yeah, I think there is a bigger role there for Jared Berry to play. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and uh, plug that gap with Rayner, but uh, different types of player. Um, you know, Will Ashcross is a very pure midfielder. Rayner's going to be less touches but more explosive and, and probably do a little bit more forward of centre. Um, it, it is going to be interesting to see because he has, you know, in, what, 18 games, he's made himself an integral part of that line's midfield, Will, Will Ashcroft. So, um yeah, you know, huge opportunity this week as well for Kai Loman to come in and um, love to see the know, Grug back. We love the Grug. He's um, he, he's he's on the Northern Exposure favourites list. He has to be. Yeah, has yeah. been for. Yeah, you know, we, we've even seen him out. We saw him at the cricket just out with his dad, and he's going, ah, what a nice young kid. 
What a lovely what a, young bloke. What a great lad. <laughs> um, so we're all in on Grugwatch. Hopefully he can cement a spot in this side coming into the finals and um, and hopefully kick his first AFL goal. Oh, still hasn't got one. No, he's been close. Ooh. He's been very close. So he, play, he, still... he should be playing up forward. Yeah, he will be uh, He will be playing up forward, which probably lends weight to Cam Rayner playing a few more midfield minutes. Yeah, there we go. That's that's probably the piece of the puzzle there. So, well, that's the thing. If Papa Fags is going in on the grug now, then this is, I mean, especially a game like the Gold Coast, you're, you're trying to get that side reset as quickly as possible, trying to get that best 22 worked out where you don't have to shut down too many players. You know, two no, always plays well, but... This is this is the game to get it right. There's this last little this last little run home. It was uh, interesting. I heard some words from Danny Daly, the Lions football manager, today. Um, someone asked him around Chris Fagan, and we've seen Fagan in years gone by, coach from the bench, that he spent most of his time in the coach's box this year. And I have noticed you know, that. And Danny Daly basically said he's he goes he fully trust the, the leadership group and the, the senior leaders in the playing group to be delivering messages and to be identifying where things are going wrong. You know, still speak to the side at, you know, quarter, half and three-quarter time. But that in-game stuff, um, you know, he, he's put the emphasis on the players leading those messages now, which I thought was um, – and Danny Daly said that it's a very – a real sign that the lines are maturing as a mm. football team. Mm. Um, yeah, which I found interesting because it, it, it's one thing I have noticed this year, Papa Faye's going back up to the box. I've never known how I feel about coaches on the bench because, you know, playing local footy, you don't really have much of a choice. But it, I think we're almost seeing a bit of a switch away from it again. Mm. I, I think we're actually swinging, swinging away from it being in vogue. There was a period of time where every second coach was down there, but how much, you know... I think as a coach, you probably you, you burn a bit of nervous energy down there too. I, I, it can't be great for the coach. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's also that thing of having, you know, like having players that you really need to go and give a rev up to. Mm. Um, and yeah, I always so Ben Rutten, uh, former Essendon coach, was someone that I used to see coach from the boundary quite a lot, but just have like a completely stony demeanor and not show a lot of emotion. I'm like, if you're going to go and do that on the bench, why be there? It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. It, br- and it brings down the people around you. Well, and, you know, like, and, and, and Truck's a serious guy and he, you know, he's a big guy like, and he's quite affable. But that kind of thing is that, you know, you've got players running off and, you know, you're just giving them a little golf clap and not really showing too much of emotion or, or well done. Yeah. You can go and do that from the coach's box where someone like Craig McRae, where he comes off and he's patting his players on the ass and, you know, smiling at them or telling them good job or telling them what they can do better, but always kind of constructive and full of energy. I, I think that can really, I think that can really help a football side and help players, you know, help players and give them that extra little push. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not against coaches from uh, coaching from the bench, but I think you've got to be the right person to do it. Hmm. Mm. We'll see how it plays out, but I think uh, I think the right move's been made there. Well, Jacko, we're going to get out of here because I'm going to go up to play a footy game up in Caloundra, and uh, mm-hmm. I think you and your brachie outlets need to get some afternoon sleep. But Q Clash again this weekend. I wish there was more hype around it, Jack. I really do, but I think we'll just I'll, um, I'll just go margins with the flattest... ten goals. Uh yeah, I'm going lines eighty points. Eighty. Yeah. Ooh, I, yeah um, I think this. 
look, and I hope not. I hope it's a really close match, and uh, I wouldn't be disappointed if the Suns found something and, and managed to upset the Lions. But I think the wheels are coming off at the Gold Coast. and it's they're, Just they're, finish well. That's all I want to see. I just want to see them finish well. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And I, I'm kind of almost like that tough luck thing because every time we give the Suns a wrap and we get all aboard the Suns train going, oh, how good are they? How good could they be? Hmm. They go and shit the bed. So I'm going to talk down to the Suns. No. Uh, I'm going to – I think negative reinforcement works with the Suns. Treat so I let's they, treat them a bit meaner. They, let's be meaner to the Suns. Yeah, We've be been too nice. Them. I don't like their outfit. Oh, okay. You go after appearance. I was going to have to <laughs> – it's gone personal quickly. No, they're, ju- they're, they're jumper. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't like the Gold Coast Suns jumper. And I that abomination of the, the powder blue away jumper. But they get in the bin. Enough of that. Yeah, you're right. I'm, do- I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. Good. All yeah. right, see, look, we're, we're making good ground level changes already. We're setting this team up well. Yeah. All right. Negative reinforcement is our modus operandi with the Suns now. Watch, it, watch them win. Watch them win now. Absolutely. Jacko, you have a great <laughs> weekend, my friend. We'll speak to you next week. See you, Dickie. This is Northern Exposure. You've just been exposed.